0: Well, good day, everybody. Pastor Tim Carstead here, Christian Center Shreveport, doing our daily podcast. It's war in the earth, and we must be on the wall. Lord, show me the double-edged sword is moving in the earth. Which side will we be on? All right, this goes with the word we gave yesterday as well. All right, let's listen in. Well, we do celebrate the Lord and His lovely city, Jerusalem. He said that we should pray and stand on the wall until Jerusalem becomes a praise in all of the earth. Well, welcome. It is Wednesday, the 11th day of October, 2023, 11 is always a transition number. Let's see what God transitions today on our calendar as we move forward. Well, we're in war season. We talked about that. Before I get into the word today about the double-edged sword, what I saw in the spirit, I want to remind you that we have started another platform, <laughs> as if we didn't have enough, but uh, it's called Pipeline Report. It's on Rumble, Okay. Uh, only on Rumble. We we launched it last night, uh, our first report, uh, where we're going to do this on a periodic basis, where when crisis comes or there's issues we need to cover, we'll go on Rumble so that we'll not have to worry about censorship. For those in the world, if you don't know, Rumble.com, R-U-M-B-L-E, Rumble.com, and then search in there, Pipeline Report. We also have our Christian Centers Report, Rumble. This is a different channel. Uh, And it's going to be focused more on news, it's going to be less uh, about just the church ministry, but more about news and and how to get intercessors and prophetic people to be engaged properly, uh, no matter what's going on in the world. And so we launched it last night, we started on Facebook and YouTube, and then we moved over there. Most of you followed us there, Uh, many of you did, I should say, so we'll be doing that more often on world events, issues that are very important to us in the world. And how to pray accordingly. So uh, add that to your calendar. Uh, We're not trying to compete with anybody. We're just feeling we're doing our prophetic purpose in that and all that we're doing. Well, we're back to the war in Israel. Uh, If you didn't see the reports yesterday, it was horrendous. Uh, The military went into one of the kibbutz scenes near the border of Gaza and discovered just an atrocity that was beyond um, your comprehension. Uh, this is worse than the Holocaust. Uh, 40 babies were found, uh, killed, uh, many of them beheaded. They tried to burn their bodies. Uh, just one of the worst atrocities you could think of. ISIS doesn't have anything on these people. Now, these are demonic driven people. There's no way a human being can do that without being driven by demons. And I'm not excusing them because they opened themselves up by believing lies. And there's a whole battleground that's going on there with that. And so uh, also some reports that they're being drugged up, hyped up like on meth or something. I don't know what they're giving them. We knew that happened during ISIS, during the Syrian war. They would capture these terrorists and they would find these belts strapped to them. And they'd have drugs on them that would like um, a patch on them that was hyping them up and making them, you know, just crazy. That's no excuse. All right. These people submit to this stuff. Hamas is an evil group, but it is driven by Satan himself, the antichrist spirit that wants to destroy the covenant of Israel, the covenant people. It's not about the political country of Israel. It's about the demonic wanting to take away a covenant people. Okay. We read that in Psalms 82 in our prayer yesterday at noon uh, in America here where they desired desired to destroy Israel as a nation because of the covenant. And that's what Satan hates. What do you think the Holocaust was about? What do you think persecution of Christians is about? It's because the covenant God made with his people and Satan hates that because he doesn't have a covenant. The word that he has is destruction. and He knows it. Look, Satan is one of the, Greatest Bible scholars in all of the universe. <laughs> he studies scripture. It's what he did to Jesus. He tried to twist it, right? And he knows what the scripture says. Look, he also appears, or he comes to, or he sends his imps to strong prayer meetings who are praying into covenant because he knows if these people get covenant, they can have everything that God promised. And that's what we're going after. Israel has a covenant to be in the land. The Jewish people have a covenant with God to to control that land and to steward that land. Derek Prince, one of my mentors, you no, know, I never knew him, met him personally. He's my mentor because I read all his books and all his sermons and teachings. A lot of times you hear me teach and preach. Uh, it's stuff. They're notes I took. You know, they were, and I, they became revelation to me. And uh, so I just teach them, you know, when you, I believe you can do that. But, uh, I mean, I obviously add whatever God gives me, but nonetheless, it's just, he's one of my greatest ministers. He shares his teaching on the covenant. And I always play this all the time. If you've heard it before, you need to hear it again. It's three minutes. Listen in.
1: I was born into the British empire when it was the largest empire that history had ever seen. I was born in India, which is the was called the, the brightest jewel in the imperial British crown. And I have seen the British Empire disintegrate and cease to be. Now I'm not saying that's a disaster, but I'll tell you when it happened. Britain emerged victorious from two world wars. But in 1948 the British administration deliberately set itself in a crafty and underhand way to oppose the birth of the State of Israel. Now, I was living in Israel. I'm British. I had been in the British Army. I have. am qualified to speak. And from that moment, the British Empire fell apart, and Britain declined to the f- role of a second-rate world power. Now, why do I say that in America? Because today, the American government is in grave danger of making precisely the same error. My friend Lance Lambert, who lives in Israel, said early in 1992, because of the policy that the the American administration was following, he said, the American administration is on a collision course with Almighty God. I believe there are many other interests that are close to God's heart, the fight against abortion and others. But if space in the Bible is an indication of the importance of the thing that has in God's sight, then the restoration of Israel is priority number one. It takes precedence over all others. A lot of people don't like that. That's their problem. God is going to do it. I mean, I've lived through this as a Britisher. I saw my own nation make the mistake, I saw the results. And thank God I'm happy today because I'm not committed to an earthly kingdom. My whole family were what you would call empire builders, without exception. But I'm not building the British Empire. I'm building the kingdom of God. And everybody who's a Christian has to decide at some point whether you are a nationalist or a patriot. Because a patriot puts the kingdom of God before his own and his national interest, A nationalist puts the interests of his nation before the kingdom of God. And if you want a startling example of the tragedy of nationalism, just look at Germany in the 1930s and the 1940s. There were many wonderful born-again German Christians There was a history of the gospel. But I would say 90% of them were nationalists before they were Christians. And so, because they thought Hitler had the answer for Germany, they embraced him as their choice representative. The results are written in history. So let us, dear brothers and sisters, and especially my dear American brothers and sisters, take heed. Listen while you can. Pray for your government that it will not make the same tragic mistake as Britain made. May God bless you.
0: That is a stark warning I wanted you to hear. The empire, and I believe him 100%, the empire of Britain was lost because of their lack of stance with the covenant promise God gave to the land of Israel. And that's what I saw yesterday. I shared the plumb line. And today I've seen the sword, the double-edged sword. Guess where that scripture is found? Obviously it's Hebrews 4.12, but the severity and the kindness of God is found in Romans chapter 11 when it talks about Israel. And it talks about them being the covenant people. Do you understand what the Holocaust was about? Because the Bible talks about that they're our root; they're the first fruit of a, of His covenant, and they grew obviously until the time of Christ. Christ comes into the earth, right? Births it. Fruitfulness comes out. Gentiles are not really part of it. They would have joined in Jewish faith through the years to mix multitudes, but now it became basically a Jewish faith. The early church, first 300 years, was primarily Jewish. It was its root. The teachers were Jewish. Followers were Jewish. And then Gentiles started coming in. Cornelius, Acts chapter 10, et cetera. So you start seeing that. But for the majority of the leadership for those years, and then the church started persecuting those leaders. And so for 300 years, it was one way, and then the rest has been Gentile ever since. Well. If God was through with Israel and it's all about the church, then why does God allow the continued persecution of the Jewish people and the nation of Israel? (laughs) If it's about the church and why are we still being persecuted? We're the number one persecuted people in the world. Christians are. And the fact is because God's not through with Israel, number one, and because Satan hates covenant people. And he hates people that walk in covenant. And that's what we're dealing with right now. And so in that passage, this whole thing uh, about the branches and and the the problem God was dealing with in Romans was the Gentile church being arrogant about their salvation and their hatred or or dislike of the Jewish people because they killed Jesus. Well, we all killed Jesus. We already talked about that. Our sin did. It says here in the 16th verse of 11, well, verse 15, it says, For if their rejection is reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? And the first piece dough is holy, the lump is also holy, and its root is holy, Then the branches are holy. So the covenant God made with them is holy, and that's why we are. But then we get broken off, we get grafted in, that's what the scripture says. Um, but then you would say branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in quite right. They were broken off for their unbelief, but you stand by faith. Do not be conceited, but fear. And this is a warning to all of us. We must not be conceited. We must walk in fear of the Lord. So if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. Behold the kindness and severity of God to those who fail severity, but to you, God's kindness, if you continue in his kindness, otherwise you also will be cut off. And the Lord spoke to me and said, this plumb line and this double-edged sword, the kindness and severity of God is about to be demonstrated in the earth. We're going to seek judgment and, and some level of wrath. I, I keep seeing that in the spirit. And that's at Psalms, um, in Psalms two, where it says that we must find our refuge in Him, lest we come under that wrath. Fortunately for us, the Bible says, through Thessalonians, it says that we are not destined for wrath as people. Thank you, Jesus. But here we are in a place where God is serious. And what's going on on the earth this is not this is not just a battle between israel and hamas and islam and judaism this is a war against the spirit of christ and the antichrist spirit this sword is active it's going to reveal the thoughts and intents of men's hearts kings hearts humans hearts you're going to find out if you don't love what god loves you're going to find out if you hate what god hates This is a moment of revelation. Open up your heart and say, God, let me know if I'm in the wrong, repent. If I'm in the right, Lord, just build on that. Lord, drop that plumb line. Let me see my heart. We're praying that for the body of Christ right now. We're praying that for the kings of the earth, for your president, your leaders, your prime minister, your kings, wherever you are. Father, I pray right now that our hearts will be turned towards you and towards your ways, God. We need you more than ever before in this dark hour. Thank you, Lord, that we can be triumphant through you. The righteous run into you, and they are safe. We run into you today in the name of Yeshua. Amen, amen. All right, come back tomorrow. We'll keep building on these revelations. Well, thanks again for listening to our daily podcast as we try to keep you informed concerning what the Lord is saying, obviously, and the prophetic insights the Lord has given our ministry here at CCS. We thank you also for following us on our Pipeline Intercession page on Facebook. If you're not a member of that, just type in Pipeline Intercession, Christian Center Shreveport, there in your Facebook search, and you can find us, and you can join that group as well. As we give updates, we filter the media, and we give you insight on what we feel is important for this hour. Thanks again for sewing each one of you that do that through our app. Don't forget our app has been updated. So many new things on that. You can check that out there or on our website, Christian Center Shreveport. Dot .com. Well, God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.